have any of you heard of the permaculture hui that's about to go on on Anzac weekend? I had, and I was kind of looking into it, but the more I looked into it, the more intriguing it got. So I invited a few of the organisers in to really explain to me and to us what it's about. Kay Marie, Lanier and Brittany are the organisers of the up-and-coming permaculture in New Zealand hui at Tapu Teranga Marae here in Wellington. But this seemed so much more than being just about gardening that I wanted to have a chat with them about the bigger picture. Welcome to B-Sides for Community Zone on Access Radio, ladies. Kia ora. Kia ora. So the permaculture hui is quite a big event. How many people, how many are you working on this? Uh, we've got a group of about 15 core people, but of course we've been pulling in others as we go along and as people have time to give. So it's sort of, it's a, a moving dynamic group, but definitely 15 yeah. is probably the core team. Wow, that's amazing. So is it always run in Wellington or is it a national event? So each year it's in a different place. And right. so last year it was in Taranaki and Kay Marie right. um, was one of the people putting up her hand to say, we should have it in Wellington and we can host it next year. Well, it would add value, I think, to our city and kind yep. of where the Marae Taputuranga is situated as a example of sustainable living in a kind of community context and then bringing both Wellingtonians and people from around the country yes. to come and learn more about permaculture and, and I guess broaden our understanding that it's not just about gardening, it's a whole ecosystem of knowledge and information. There are some incredible guests that you've got coming to speak at this hui. Um, pretty amazing speakers, including eco-man Malcolm Rands. What is his connection with permaculture and, and what has made him want to speak here? Uh, yeah, it was great to get Malcolm on yeah, board. Yeah, well done. Um, <laughs> he was actually overseas when we first contacted him, but then as soon as he got back, he, he emailed us back and said, yep, sounds great, because he his roots, I guess, are sort of based in permaculture. Um, he um, he started in a, a permaculture um, farm up north, and that's, I think, my understanding is, although I'm, I have to hear more about it from him, looking forward to that, is that that's sort of where a lot of his values and ideas about mm. his current business grew out of. So um, one of the things we talked about right at the beginning was that we would like to kind of draw attention to the fact that permaculture can be a good business model. Right. Mm. And I guess that's what Malcolm and also Marion Woods, I see you've got speaking from our own Common Sense Organics. So yeah, so that's a really nice thing as well, to yeah. have someone who's local from Wellington. Yes. And even though Common Sense Organics didn't necessarily spring out of an actual permaculture design, the values and the principles that are part of permaculture is really part of the company as well. And um, yeah, the way they're running it, the way it's all working, yeah. Great. What is the, the intention behind the hui in your minds? Permaculture as a movement has been in, in Aotearoa, New Zealand for uh, decades now. Right. And I guess the key thing or the, one of the key intentions behind uh, my own personal feeling is it was about equipping uh, mainstream New Zealand with the knowledge that there is a, a system that's available that can help us live more lightly on the earth uh, use our resources more wisely and also equip us at a real practical day-to-day -day level of how do you use permaculture in your life to support yourself as a human being and also your family and then making that information and knowledge accessible and easy for people to 
experience so they can pick up that learning and use it um, pretty quickly. And I think the other intent is uh, one of the, I mean I've only been involved in the permaculture movement for probably the last five to six years and it was astounding that a lot of the belief systems or uh, systems of practice of, of permaculturalists was around connecting with the earth and connecting with the local people right. but in actuality and practice that wasn't very apparent and I'm meaning in particular the relationships between um, the permaculture movement and Māori yes. and even though there's massive crossover it wasn't um, the worlds weren't meeting right. very often. So we've been really intentional about bringing the two worlds together and so we've now, this will probably be the third hui in the last two decades where it's been hosted on a marae. Right, great. That's, mm. that's good. And so so we've got this one at, at our own Tapu Teranga marae, which is such a, as you said, an amazing space. Was it easy to connect the marae with the hui as a venue? Uh, yes, we were lucky because at yeah. the time lucky hui, Wairumana, <laughs> Wairumana, who is like the the main, one of the key kaiafina or key support people at the marae was present. So when we discussed as a region whether or not Wellington was up to hosting the event, uh, she was the one that said, look, I'll, I'll ask Matua Bruce Stewart. Right. And then if that's, if that's a possibility, um, then we'll go with it. Um, but for her, the key crux was how can we uh, form stronger relationships with the marae and how can this whole hui enhance how the marae does what it does and, in, and increase their ability to uh, be a sustainable marae or be a model of sustainability for Aotearoa as a whole. So it's nice. a bit of a win-win there. Yeah, definitely. So just back to the guests that, that are going to be speaking, what is permactivism? And you've got speakers Emily Bailey and Ur Singh, is that how you say? Singer, I Singer, think. yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm that sure myself, but <laughs> we're about why. to find out. <laughs> yes, I think um, they have done uh, workshops in the past and they're very involved in, in the local community in Parihaka on um, teaching people how they can challenge, I guess, the status quo ideas about um, you know how how you live, and um, so permactivism. It's sort of a bit of an edgy term, but really, mm. it, um, I think that their workshop. My understanding is it will show people a range of options for doing that. You know, just from making uh, different choices in their homes to you know more out there things such as actually writing letters or getting involved and in starting you know activist groups. So I think they want to present a range of options for whatever people are comfortable with to take right. action in their everyday lives. Yeah. Right. Right, cool. Then also the guy that I kind of brushed over initially, but Leo Murray, he's a Kiwi, been to Burning Man and on a permaculture pilgrimage around the world. Can you tell us a little bit more about him? Yes, well, I've, I've yet to meet him myself. Yeah. I don't know if you've met him, Kay-Marie, no. but um, he's sort of another person that came in quite recently and he is the son of one of the um, uh, core permaculture um, women that are on the council and right. uh, so that's a sort of family um, tradition there and uh, he he contacted us and said that 
he had been to Burning Man and obviously seen some parallels with how they do things there and so that'll be a really interesting workshop as well to hear about that. Yeah, he um, he, he certainly looked like a very happy, he looks like the rock star of permaculture <laughs> really, doesn't he? <laughs> I think that's one of his aims is to bring it yeah. to young people. So yeah. yeah, well it, it really caught me so I, I really would love to have a chat with him about, especially if he's travelling and really getting into the space a lot, he'd have some good things to share. Um, and so digging even further, you've got speakers that range between a, a Buddhist monk to a medicine woman, um, a natural burials expert, and to our local gardening heroes from Common Unity Project, Julia Milne, and is it Tim Bora from the Cannons Creek Community Pantry? Can you tell us a little bit more about what your guests, you know, their stories from these people that your guests will li- be listening to? Well, I guess um, <clears throat> one of the key things is that we've had requests um, from across the country for people that have just been busting to speak or present at our right. at this hui. And I think it's important to provide a really diverse um, feed into what permaculture is to mm. practitioners on the ground and how they use that in their work with community. And coming back to our overarching theme of heal, protect, reconnect, um, the stories that people are telling and sharing is how do they align what they do, how is it healing to the earth, Papatuanuku, mm. um, how is it that what you do helps reconnect humanity to the earth and all of her ecosystems and structures, and finally, how do we use this work to actually help heal the damage that we are doing as humans on this earth as well and not just heal the earth but also heal our relationships with each other yes so i think we're going to get a really nice insight from all these different amazing speakers as to how they might do that and as you said you've got a a team from cannons creek and what they do over Mm. there um, Julia Milne with her work in Nainai um, with the school and uh, a, so- a socially deprived area mm. um, as some might say but how she's making possibility of magic happening there right through to the end of life how do we actually mm. leave this world and and how can we do that in the lightest way, way possible yeah. without um, putting more toxins into the into the earth when we leave so, yeah. so some really nice um Points of thought. It's a broad range. It's brilliant, though, and it's um, I love I love it. Kay Marie and I, I've got a big smile on our face as we talk about burial. But isn't that a great thing? Because it's probably one of the hardest things for us to approach. Yeah. So yeah, good. We can think about it. So you're going to have a collective of some of the best thinking minds around at this hui. Uh, what kind of outcomes would you be hoping for? Uh, I think in terms of outcomes, right from the beginning. Um, especially from Kay Marie's perspective, she's a real entrepreneur and it was about sort of bringing permaculture out, out of the closet a bit really and and mm. and making it not such a sort of scary um, thing that only sort of hippies or hardcore greenies do but rather something that's really accessible to just, you know, everyday people um, and, and is able to enhance their lives or as a way to sort of explore their business ideas or um, to make their urban environment more sort of palatable and, and more enjoyable. So really I think if, if we can get that message out to to Wellington and um, into the wider New Zealand uh, community, then that would be you know that's a that would be a great goal to achieve, and um, hopefully we will uh, have have that kind of outreach. Because the great thing about having it in Wellington is that you you know you can draw in perhaps a wider community. Right. Mm. Yeah. 
I think for my end, <clears throat> you know, we were pretty intentional about using this uh, beautiful city of Wellington. Again, it's uh, it's the political hotspot of this country, uh, and also we are moving into an election year. So, mm. I guess one of the other key outcomes we're looking at is, you know, permaculture is more than gardening, but also it can be considered a political tool and a political tool that can assist with change. And right. again, the way that we are engaging and using our natural resources needs to change dramatically, considering the wider issues of climate change and economic change and a political upheaval that not just Aotearoa is going through, but what's happening around the world. So if some of the core outcomes that people can walk away from is a, a better understanding of what they do, the decisions, behaviours that we make as people um, in our everyday lives, but also how that can connect with how we build relationships mm. um, between ourselves, between uh, Māori and Pākehā, between um, cultures within this country and how we look after Aotearoa, maintain this considered uh, pristine green image. Um, and then finally touching on uh, if we can encourage this type of behaviour is something that could be considered mainstream. So, for example, yes. at one stage of our lives, organics and recycling was way out of the box. We didn't even know what it meant, did it? No, did we? Yeah. And, and now it's actually very mm. normal for us to put our green buckets outside. And, and so how do you make um, our interrelationship and what we do as humans on this planet become really natural, become quite second nature to ensure you turn off your lights or ensure that you might consider um, growing your own kai to feed your own family or think about the next time you buy something, where that came from, the amount of miles that it travelled to get here mm. or perhaps we might want to consider buying local uh, or consider using um, our own currency so that we step out of the economic juggernaut that we're in and actually start to determine how we use our resource and actually how we use our economic clout as New Zealanders to build and enhance this nation. Yeah. Big. So Linnea, how did you come become involved with permaculture? So I grew up in Sweden with uh, some really environmentally minded parents and, you know, and that kind of greeny family. But nice. then I kind of discovered permaculture when I went to France when I was about 18. Right. And got involved with the movement there, but there were no courses. So when I had the opportunity to come to New Zealand, I discovered that there were lots of permaculture courses around here. So it's only once I arrived here six years ago that I actually got really involved. And that's mainly thanks to you know the, the teachers that are around the country here. They're really amazing people. So, yeah, I got my diploma and I've been teaching permaculture back in France the last couple of wow, years. Wow, as well. Yeah, so it's been uh, quite a journey from um, just discovery to um, trying to find courses, trying to find ways of learning more, and then coming here, learning and going back to France, teaching and having had that kind of going, coming here, learning, going back, teaching and going back and forth. Great, yeah. but, but quite a nice perspective. So is New Zealand, would you say, ahead or are there more people participating? Or So as permaculture, the whole concept was kind of initiated mm. in Tasmania and Australia. Right. It's really close to here and there mm. were a lot of people from New Zealand who went over to Australia and learned with the first pioneers in the movement back in the 70s. Right. And so when the quite first, new really, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah. not, it's really the last kind of 40 years yeah. and uh, the books haven't been translated into French until about 10 years years ago wow. so obviously in permaculture Fran France is 
quite a bit behind, mm-hmm. but they do a lot of other things around uh, biomimicry, uh, things around vi- the environment. Uh, yeah. And so, just, so with just your, doesn't have the name of permaculture. So growing up in Sweden with, so you had gardening parents. They were really not happy, really. They, they were, were kind of aware and green and members of Greenpeace and right. uh, put me in uh, kind of the youth. Uh, organization is a little bit like a youth section of forest and bird or something like right. that. So both observing the environment and fighting for uh, you know environmental protection, and so that kind of got me into that really early. That was where I had my friends. That was what we were doing. That's just part of life. Great. Yeah. Do you feel like there was a point in your life where you yeah there was a really hmm, there was a really important moment uh, when I was about twenty two probably and I had worked for about a year on an organic farm that had a lot of permaculture principles integrated right where, uh, where was that in the south name? of France okay yeah, yeah. Uh, and I kind of realized that it's not I'm not here to save the world from humanity I'm rather here to make sure that as we're blowing things up successively over the years yes <laughs> we, we keep enough space that can allow humanity to continue so that we don't all die out because we're the species that are the most endangered at the moment. There are a lot of other species that are, you know, dying out every day, but I wouldn't like my own species to disappear. And then I kind of completely shifted my focus from going, we have to save uh, the polar bears or the pandas or whatever, and realizing that if we really want to survive and thrive and live in a sustainable society, then we need to change our relationship with the environment. We're not above trying to save it from ourselves or politicians or whoever. We're here to try and create a system that we can live in Mm. that allows for future generations to live well, not just survive, but live better than we do with less pollution, with, you know, better connection to Mother Earth and all that. That's really great. I I haven't heard that before. You know, my, most chants I hear were, you know, are the saving the world, and I think that's a really beautiful way to look at it, mm. and also a little bit of a lighter weight exactly. to carry me, as well. It, I think it saved me from that overstressing mm. that most people in the activist um, environmentalist movement do, uh, mm-hmm. especially around climate change and all yes. that. There's a lot of stress and anxiety, and kind of shifting focus from. I have to save the whole planet. Right. To, I would like my children, my you know future generations to live on this beautiful planet and work from a place of grace, great gratitude. Yes. Yeah, gratefulness. Yeah. Beautiful. That's really changes. That's great, Linnea. I'm glad we got you on the radio <laughs> today. <laughs> Do you see that permaculture enables you to do yes. this? That was really kind of my, yeah. my big. Uh, the revelation Mm. that I had through kind of discovering permaculture that it's a design system so you're looking at how does nature work and how can we apply that to all our human activities so be it producing fuel producing food uh, integrating buildings into the environment uh, purifying water whatever we need for our own needs we do it with methods that nature is using is using yeah. already and yeah. observe those yeah and so it's observing and interacting with our environment that's really the, kind of the, the core of it it works out of three principles which is earth care people care and fair share 
So the fair share is kind of creating enough surplus in our systems so that we can take care of the earth and right. share surplus with those who can't work. You know, it's so it's a very, you know, everyone can agree on those principles. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Very basic eth- ethics. And nice to have it simplified down as well to something that you feel like you, you can do. Yeah, it kind of avoids having... Um, Going into guilt for not doing enough, yes. for not being enough. Yes. Know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm actually already applying these ethics in my life. So, Kay Marie, you've got quite a, an amazing background. You're really intriguing me sitting here today. How did you get into permaculture being your career? Well, and it's really quite <laughs> interesting. Um, <clears throat> I started off in community housing, and there was a queer that I met at a complementary currency hui. Her name was uh, Pui Haere Morris. And Pui Haere is um, our queer right. um, of the permaculture movement. But I didn't know anything about permaculture, to be honest. And she said, hey, kare, I'm having a hui at my marae tūtiao in Whakatane, or oh, sorry, in Tateko. Uh, I'd like you to come. And it was there that I learned about the many layers of people and individuals that were doing amazing practical things mm. in energy and growing kai and um, housing that it really broadened my understanding made me realize how little I knew right which yeah. is cool you know <laughs> which is cool but also made me realize that our people and I'm just speaking from just a general Māori perspective yep. how we don't have access to all of this knowledge we have our own knowledge and we have our own understandings right. but how do we create a platform to bring the two together yeah so that's how I got interested and and then uh, in 2010, um, a couple of amazing wahine, uh, Dr. Karen Messenberg and uh, Dr. Uh, Kath Kua, um, they hosted a Kaitiakitanga Permaculture Design Certificate in the Hokianga and took uh, about 22 of our whanau um, on a 10-day journey, not just using permaculture principles, but also uh, we went back to Amarai and we learned about the um, traditional practices of our old people and what they used to do, how they used to live by the maramataka or the, um, the Māori moon calendar, right? the food that they used to grow. Um, and we also incorporated the sea because we're not just whenua people, we're also sea people as well and bush people. So yes. how do we bring all of those different knowledge bases together? And so the impact of that knowledge to our whānau whom permaculture was totally foreign concept um, but started to reclaim the um, word of kaitiakitanga of guardianship mm. so that resonated well with our whānau and then they were able to say oh this isn't actually this Pākehā thing right. this is actually how my old people and my grandma my grandmother my grandfather taught me I just didn't call it that that yes yeah, so yeah. I didn't enable it that so that's kind of how I Kind of fell into it, found, found your way, and then became yeah. a um, an avid learner because there's still much for me to learn. I think all of us, and that's what astounded me about looking at, at this permaculture hui today, yeah. Brittany. Um, how what what's important to you about permaculture? Why are you here in this space? <laughs> um, I think I sort of my background was originally in in, in studying biology and, and and ecology, and and from that I sort of moved into um, law, but the the things that appeal to me about it are that there, there's an ability to help people 
as well as the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I've always been interested in those two things, and so it's just great to have a system that um, you can do both of those things at once with, like a really holistic approach. To mm. it's not just about people. Um, I've you know I've been involved in human rights before, and that was right. very people focused. But starting to move into realizing that actually the environment's a really important part of human rights, and so permaculture just really resonated with all of those values that I've sort of been gathering and developing over my life of study and yeah good sounds good getting excited about this okay so let's go back to the event so so what dates is the permaculture in in New Zealand hui on yeah, so it starts on Anzac Friday yeah 25th Long of April weekend. and then goes through till the Sunday afternoon yeah Great. And you've got also um, a tree planting going on on the Saturday as well? Yeah, that's right, because <clears throat> Tapitaranga is also home to an amazing um, ecosystem at the back of a regenerated native um, bush project called Manawa Karioi. Yes. And so it, it makes sense to us as, as a team to bring in the, um, the, the key stakeholders around that community and see how we could also add value um, or contribute to what they're doing. So um, part of our day is dedicated to uh, replanting um, some some native bush um, in Manawa Kariwi. Great. And also learning about the, um, the environment um, and also um, bringing in the home of compassion because that oh, whenua yes. was all... Um, donated by the um, Sisters of Compassion, mm. in particular Sister Obea. And Sister Obea has a um, particular history in working with Māori, particularly up the Whanganui River, and learning about yes. rungoa. So there's this beautiful um, rungoa or Māori medicine space or, or native plants or medicinal plants. Um, so some of that corridor uh, is going to come out over the hui and um, beautifully we've got a, a kaitiakitanga kids program so so that the mums and dads can enjoy the program but there's also a specialised program just dedicated to our children and so they're going to be going on a learning program they're not like okay we'll just put them in this little room and then that's it they're actually going to be active part of learning about healing so they're going to go and gather rungua or medicinal plants and right. make something they're going to reconnect so they're actually going to get out there and uh, walk the earth and um, protect potentially do some um, seedling planting. Great. And then they're also about protecting. So they're going to make these beautiful prayer flags and share their story at the end of the three days to all of us Mm. um, as attendees as to what they've learnt and how they can use this new knowledge to help protect Papatuanuku moving forward. So it's pretty cool. Okay, everybody, that was the lovely organisers for the permaculture hui down at our wonderful Marayan Island Bay. So if you want to know more about that, www.permaculturehui2014.org.nz.